We've got another episode coming for you. We appreciate you guys tuning in a couple extra times a week, and we really appreciate our guests that have been on the show. If you're a new time listener, check us out. Subscribe. We're Oddity Files, the podcast, and we bring you creepy, cryptid, otherworldly stories that we find on the internet. We have a huge library to go back and binge on. We appreciate your time. Remember, stay safe, stay healthy. Weird is the new cool and ghost on. Guys, welcome back to another episode. Kitsy here with Jay Allen Cross. I have been a huge fan of his on Instagram for years, actually. And I happened to catch one of his Instagram lives the other day. And first and foremost, love this guy. Just putting it out there. But why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about you. Hi, Kitsy. It's so great to be on the show. I was so happy when I got your message wanting me to be on here. So just a little bit about me. I am a practicing witch as well as a paranormal investigator who lives here in Northwest Oregon. And uh, I pretty much spend my time with the ghosts and other spooky people and things. And I help people in my local community as well as online with my witchcraft skills when I can. Um, I've also recently opened up an Etsy store, a very small Etsy store, um, so that I can send items and objects and things like that to people as well. That's amazing. But yeah, I'm mostly just kind of haunting the Pacific Northwest and uh, getting to know our spooky people and helping them out when I can. That's fantastic. I love that. So I did notice recently on Instagram, you posted something about doing online classes, which will probably come in handy since a lot of people need some things to do. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. You know, I was thinking I'm bored. Everyone else is probably bored. So it's time to uh, learn some witchcraft. And people have been asking me for classes for a while and I've been a little bit hesitant, but given everything going on right now, I have plenty of time. So uh, my first class I've rolled (laughs) out is a uh, class on candle magic that will be dropping on the 19th of this month. So in about a week now. I'm very excited about it. We're almost full, but there are some spots still um, available. So if anybody wants to jump in on that, uh, my Instagram handle is at Oregon Woodwitch. And you can sign up and find more details there, as well as uh, stay up to date on other classes that are coming out. I think the next one I'm going to be dropping is probably going to be on mojos um, in the hoodoo tradition. So we will see where that goes. Like I said, I've been following you for years and I just I just kind of read your stuff and I look at your pictures. I didn't know a whole lot about you until I watched your Instagram live. It was very informative talking a little bit about yourself and the things, your abilities, things like that. But I don't know if I recall you went over how you got into all of this. Do you mind doing that? Sure. Um, It's kind of a funny story. So I come from uh, a gifted family. I'm what's known as a hereditary witch, which means that it runs in my bloodline. And my mother, we all have different psychic abilities. Um, My sister and I, I believe, match up pretty much. But my mom is an animal communicator. So she's what's commonly known as a pet psychic. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's kind of funny to grow up with that. And, you know, I, I grew up in a very open kind of psychic atmosphere. And so my mother was doing work in the community, communicating with people's pets and animals and things. She helps people during times when their animals are crossing over, things like that. So she'll get in touch with people. But Mm. folks were also having trouble with their haunted homes and were coming to her for help with that because they're like, you know, you're psychic, so this is your arena, right? And she's like, no, I don't really do the dead people. 
However, my son does. And so me at the ages of like 15, um, start going to people's houses and talking to their dead people. And uh, one of my very first cases, um, I actually came across an inhuman entity and was able to remove it. And that sort of accidentally ended up becoming my specialty. So I did this work solo. I did paranormal investigation, all of that by myself for a number of years, starting at as a, a teenager. Yeah, as a teenager by myself, which is not always the smartest idea, but uh, I did survive it, thankfully. And um, it wasn't until probably about six, seven years ago, when, after I had moved to Portland, that I met up with um, a wonderful woman by accident at a psychic fair who asked me to join their paranormal investigation team out of the greater Portland area, a team known as White Light Paranormal Insight. But I serve on White Light Paranormal Insight as both a psychic medium and occult specialist, which means that I kind of deal with their more woo-woo cases if it looks like someone has been dabbling in witchcraft, things like that are um, a huge cause of why a lot of people have hauntings. But I've been working with them for about the last six, seven years, and I've really enjoyed it because we have a very similar mission. We don't really show up to take photos and leave. We like to help people as much as we can. We like to help the spirits as much as we can, too, and make sure that everyone is safe and everything is fixed up at least as much as we can before we leave. That's amazing. I love that. We, um, I have a, a paranormal team as well. Um, that's how Oddity Files got started. But uh, we go to notoriously haunted locations. I'm terrified to investigate people's houses where they're having problems because I'm afraid I'm going to screw it up. So this is the specialist you need (laughs) if you have that going on. The thing that intrigued me the most, which we talked about before we started recording while you were doing your Instagram live, was you can read houses remotely. So this chick, the one you're talking to right now, sometimes brings shit home with her and it's, it's not fun. Sometimes it's, you know, okay. And sometimes it's weird, but tell me more about how you do that. Yeah. So it can be done a few different ways. I'm one of several psychics on my team and it's really interesting because we do something called pre-impressions, which means that before we even go to our case, all we get told is, Hey, we have a case and we figure out which psychics are going to be working on it. And then we read the home remotely before we even get there. And none of us as psychics talk to each other. We don't get any information. Sometimes we get photos. I'm one of the psychics that really prefers to work with photos of the home, both inside and the outside of the home. But I can do it if it's just one photo of the outside. That's totally fine too. But we get this ahead of time. And then we write down everything that we think is happening, any spirits that we pick up on. And it's just basically reading the energy of the photo for me. I practice something called psychometry, which is a psychic impression through touch. And so I will do that even through like a screen or whatever and be able to pick up information that way. That's how it works for me. Other psychics on the teams go about it a little bit differently, but it's fascinating because we won't talk to each other. We won't have any information, but our case manager will get all of our notes ahead of time. Oh, neat. And it's fascinating to see how much of it lines up between all the psychics because there's six or seven of us on the team who are all functioning as psychics too. So it's I very interesting that. to see that overlap before we even get there. That's cool. And and nine times out of 10, I'm, I'm sure it jives up just perfectly. And that's got to be so amazing and just such great confirmation for you guys as well. Yeah, it's really interesting, especially because sometimes 
one of us will have one piece of the puzzle and then the other psychic will have the rest of the story. And then together we can make the complete picture, which is really interesting to watch that happen. That's cool. And you, and you kind of wonder if, you know, if one's getting one part of a story and another one's getting another part of the story, if it's just the ghosts just making it a game for you guys. I don't know. It sounds kind of cool. Sometimes they do do that. They do like to kind of mess around and play a little bit of telephone sometimes. But uh, it's interesting to see how the psychic thing works because, you know, even when people have paranormal experiences, three people can be in the same room when a ghost appears, but then one person will have seen it, the other person will have heard it, and like the third person might have either done both or maybe they spelled it. Everyone kind of picks up on a different layer or wavelength of it. And so it's interesting to kind of see where we all sit through that and then we can kind of create the whole picture together. Absolutely. That's how we, I'm, I'm usually the one that hears stuff that nobody else hears and nine times out of 10, I'll see the stuff that nobody else. I, I don't claim to be psychic <laughs> or an empath. I'm batshit crazy is what my fellow investigators <laughs> call it. But <laughs> it's neat how they kind of pick and choose who they want to communicate with, who they want to show themselves to. And I think it's why everybody's so freaking obsessed with this shit. For sure, because it's always strange. And I always tell people that when it comes to the paranormal, the, the truth is always stranger than fiction. A lot of times people think that the movies are the weird, scary part. But when it comes to real life, it's always much stranger than anything you would have ever thought of or written in a scary story or a scary movie. It's always much weirder. Oh, I mean, yeah, as investigators, we'd love to have, you know, like the movie Paranormal Activity really happen, but it doesn't. It's more of a puzzle and putting the pieces together. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Um, so tell us a little bit without giving too much away, because I know you've got your classes coming up, but I've, I've loved watching you show pictures of and give a little bit of information away about your candle magic. So candle magic is a really interesting form of magic. It's pretty simple, which makes it rather popular among a lot of people. It's the kind that you'll see most often. Uh, but the way that candle magic pretty much works is that wax, like any object, uh, picks up and records energy. So I was talking earlier about doing psychometry, which is psychic reading through touch. And that works on the same principle, the idea that the objects around us are constantly picking up energy. And certain items are, are better at it than others. So things like cloth pick it up really easily, but then they also lose it pretty quickly. But things like metal, okay. it's harder for them to pick up the information and record it. But when it does, it stays for a lot longer. So wax is kind of a good in-between because it's, it's fairly hard, but it's also pliable. So what we essentially do is we get the wax to record our intention, what we want from it. We tell it what we want, and we basically put our desires into it. And then when we light it, we're essentially feeding our desires, our wants and needs up into the flame, which is then sending out our intentions, our wants and needs, our desires as heat and light energy into the world, uh, oh, which is a really great way to go about it. That's super interesting. I, I, I don't call it candle magic, but I have a, an intention candle. I always buy black candles and I hold it in my hand and I put my intention into it and I hope and that by the time it burns down, that it, my intentions are out there in the universe now. It sounds like it's kind of the same thing. Yes, exactly. That's exactly how it works. And, you know, you can do it all kinds of different ways. It can be very simple like that. Or, you know, you can think about it in another direction where a lot of times burning candles is sort of a, a religious thing. And as a kind of a 
Mexican Catholic witch practitioner, the idea behind candles too is that when you light it, you are getting God's attention too. So there's so many different ways to think about it as, you know, either an act of faith or, you know, energy being recorded in something, or it's, it's all different language to say the same thing. But yeah, your intention candles are most definitely candle magic. That's so cool. Well, thank you, sir. I always wanted to be a witch. (laughs) (laughs) So are there other um, aspects, aside from being Catholic, and um, do you dabble in hoodoo or voodoo or anything like that as well? Or do you just stick with, you know, what you know? You know, I have practiced all kinds of magic growing up because I started doing this when I was really, really young. And back then, the only thing that there was around was Wicca. So that's where I started. And then when more options and resources became available, and, you know, I was actually old enough to buy my own books and things like that, um, then I started branching out. And I always wanted to find my ancestral magic. And Mexican magic specifically, things like brujeria are very heavily guarded. They're very, very secret. So it's very hard to find Um, resources on it but like any types of folk magic from north america it's very close to all the other ones around it so i started um, practicing hoodoo as a way of sort of reconciling my you know inherent need and ability to do witchcraft with my christian upbringing okay Um, and even though hoodoo is widely Protestant, it was still very similar to everything I was looking for. You know, they had very similar beliefs in God and the saints and things like that. And Mexican folk magic is very similar to hoodoo. So I, I kind of started doing hoodoo because it was the closest thing to my ancestral magic. And then it wasn't until recently that I was able to, um, kind of work more into the Catholic area with it and therefore kind of make it more closer to Mexican magic, which I have been studying over the last year or so. And it's been one of my most favorite things. And especially because it's so close to hoodoo, the jump was not very big to go in between. Oh, that's cool. Um, I practice, yeah, I practice now something that I'm calling post-colonial North American folk magic, which is a very long-winded way of saying uh, the magic that comes from Christianity and paganism colliding. It sounds a lot like Outlander to me, man. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, very cool. Um, so y- y- do you have any investigation? Well, I mean, n- nobody has a lot of anything planned here for the very near future, but do, y- do you guys, are you actively taking um, homes to investigate or how does that work for your team? Uh, we are currently taking them at the moment. Um, uh, we do like to work mostly in the Pacific Northwest area when we can because we, we do like to be hands-on as much as possible. But with everything going on, we are actually doing our best to do all of our work now remotely, which has been an interesting exercise in both you know I'm witchcraft sure. and psychic ability. So we've been doing our best. Uh, we do have a case that we are doing right now. I was very fortunate that I got to do a few investigations uh, before everything changed, I was actually able to investigate the Montgomery House here in Washington, just a little bit north of where I am. And that was a Ooh. very interesting investigation. It's a very haunted home. Um, it's been on a couple of TV shows, but then they kind of shut it down and changed owners. And we were the first investigators to go in um, as kind of a practice run. They're now opening it for uh, investigation so you can pay them to rent the house out overnight. 
So we were the first ones to go in and kind of show them how that was going to work. I went with a group out of Portland known as Hella Paranormal, um, our friends over at Ghost and Hose podcast. Um, Danielle and Z were the ones who, <laughs> yeah, our friends, uh, they were the ones who invited me. So I went with their team. And we got to know the spirits there. And that was an intense investigation. There was all kinds of things happening in that house, including an actual box of human bones. But uh, what? Yeah. The uh, the guy who owns it, it's I believe his father had an extensive medical collection that he inherited or where he's been doing it. Anyway, there's you just walk in and there's an actual just box like a plastic tote just full of human bones and it's just a collection that he's been working on forever and z didn't walk out with those you're kidding me oh no she got a femur she got a femur (laughs) that's my girl that's my girl well let's say if somebody wanted to contact your team about doing something remotely in these times how would they go about doing that um, so you would want to go to whitelightparanormalinsight.com and there will be a contact us uh section where they can send an email. It goes to our case manager, Kristen. She is amazing and she gets to be the first point of contact so that none of the psychics, myself included, get any information. She's pretty much the only one who knows everything that's going on when it's happening. So the email will go to her and she will decide whether or not, you know, we're able to help, you know, remotely or not in this time and then kind of get the ball rolling from there. So me, this bitch right here, if I wanted to have you do a reading of my house, is that something you could do personally? Yeah, I'd be happy to do that for you. Um, You could probably just email me some photos of your house if you would like, and I will happy to send you some notes on anything that I'm picking up. Oh, that'd be really cool. I'd really enjoy that. I had two, I was doing an Instagram live with a spirit medium friend of mine, and um, I had two shadows out of nowhere just zoom past me during the recording. I can actually send you a recording of that as well. I think I know what it is. She thinks it's something else. Yeah, you need that <laughs> that that third opinion, the outside one. Yes. Exactly. Which even yeah. if I'm wrong, I will admit it. I am not that bitch, but um yes, I greatly <laughs> would appreciate that. Okay, cool. Is there anything else you wanted to cover that I may have absentmindedly forgotten? No, not so much. I'm I'm just pretty much down to discuss whatever. Yeah, I um I, I have a lot of questions, but I don't want to keep you for like three hours because I could. So <laughs> <laughs> no worries. So, no worries. Yeah. Other than the candle classes, are there any other classes you hope to offer? Um I do hope to offer a few more. I would like to do the mojo class probably next. I'm trying to do smaller classes right now kind of individually just so that they're more cost effective for people with everything that's going on. Um, eventually, though, I, I'm going to try and wait until I get an actual website that can host it all set up. Um, I would like to do uh, full courses in witchcraft, which are multiple classes over a series of weeks where we cover, you know, the entire introduction to witchcraft or an entire section of, of advanced spirit work or things like that. So in the future, I would definitely like to work on doing actual courses um, that people can sign up for. So, But in the meantime, I think I'm doing mostly practicing with the smaller classes like Candle Magic, Mojos. Um, I'm getting a lot of requests for classes on saints, uh, working with saints and things like that. So we'll see where it goes. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody listening can help him out with a website that does all that, you reach out. Um, what exactly is a Mojo class? 
Oh, so um, mojos are kind of like charm bags is kind of what they call them in modern witchcraft right now. It's basically, it's a bag that you fill. Like a Grigri bag? Yeah, exactly. So you just kind of fill a bag with like herbs, roots, stones, things like that, that all match up with your intention. And then you bring them to life, which is the the defining factor in whether or not it's a charm bag or a mojo, because mojos are actually brought to life. So you create an artificial spirit within it. And then that spirit is what actually helps you. So mojos are interesting because they're very powerful. They're, they're more powerful than charm bags and, and the basic ones that you find. However, they are susceptible to being damaged or dying. So you have to feed them on a regular basis. Um, other people can't touch them or see them. So there's a lot of rules that go with them and you have to bond with them, all kinds of things. So it's a little bit like adopting a pet. Um, I, I, I was just going to say, it's like a witchy Tamagotchi. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we it's are on the like same the page. It's just like the craziest giga pet you've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's amazing. Um, I have purchased gray gray bags from a local voodoo shop here in Indiana where I'm at. And they're really cool. You know, she sets it all up. You put a little bit of you inside it. But I like the whole that you like create the spirit and you need to nurture it and love it and make sure it's happy to make sure you get what you want. It's like you're giving something to get something. Exactly. Hoodoo's very into kind of an equal exchange back and forth um, with everything as far as energy is concerned. So yeah, it's really helpful. And I feel it's just so powerful to have something that you feel is both alive that you're also constantly interacting with versus something that's just kind of around you for a purpose, but something that is actually working with you together. That's so great. I love that so much. I might have to take your class. I'm just saying. I'm a fangirl anyway, so (laughs) thank you so much for doing this. (laughs) Of course. I was so happy when you asked me. I love doing podcasts, and and it was so nice to hear from you, too. And I'm so glad that you've uh, been enjoying the Instagram, too. So we'll have to chat more. Uh, Well, sweetie, thank you so much. Now I'm no longer a stalker. Now we've heard each other's voices and spoken, so it's good. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah. 2020 artwork created by me, Kitsy Duncan. The opinions expressed in this podcast are ours and ours alone. Well, maybe yours too. If you like the show and would like to support us, visit oddityfiles.com and click on support or go to patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Every little bit helps with both the podcast and the TV show. You can also support us by watching Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. It's free to Prime members and dirt cheap to those who aren't. You can find us on all the social media sites at Oddity Files. Keep spreading the word by sharing, retweeting, and reposting. Join our Oddity Files Facebook group by searching Oddity Files Fan Group and click join. We'll approve you as soon as we can. All weirdos are welcome. Not into that social media stuff? Tell your coworkers, family, even the weird guy who just won't stop talking to you in line for coffee. Oh, and grandma. Your grandma will love us. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if it weren't for you, we have no idea what we would do with our lives. If you have a story you'd like to submit, 
send it on in at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, send in story ideas, silly, weird memes, or just positive vibes to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. You can also call in and leave that in a voicemail. Call us at 317-300-6699. To contact us about an appearance, reach out at kitsy at oddityfiles.com. When you have a sec, rate, review, and subscribe. We know it doesn't sound like much, but it really helps us get up there on the podcasting charts. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool. Ghost on. Um, why are you still here? Go on. Get out of here. Turn it off. It's done. Really? I swear, go. Get. Serious, I'm out of here.